I am recording. Here we are. I am recording as well. Here we are. Hello. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome to Wing It Hello, at the West Wing everybody. Podcast. My name is Andrea. And I'm Sally. And we're here to talk about season four, episode three, College Kids. I'm so glad that we can just count the episodes normally. I know. I've been so stressed out all season three, and now <laughs> we're back on solid ground. No more weird I know, I episodes. Used to, I used to, this is a little behind the scenes for you guys, I used to name my episodes what number they were when I sent them to Andrea, and like several episodes into season three, I just gave up and started naming it the title. <laughs> yeah, because we, we just stopped it's keeping like, track. I'm done. But we I'm are indeed in episode three, which, not to be confusing, yeah. because we did episodes one and two together oh, last yeah. last uh, ep. But, yeah. like you mentioned, Pam wrote in, our good friend Pam, and she said mm -hmm. that parts one and two did actually air together in real time. It's only in syndication As that like they went to... like a TV movie. Yeah. It's only in syndication that they got split up. So if you're wondering yeah. why the first part of that is not as great, <laughs> it's because it really is just the first part. Yeah. Just the build-up. It's like Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. I still haven't seen Harry Potter yet. Oh my god. I know. Well, we had to talk about that later. What if we started a Potter podcast? There's probably like 900 Perfect. of them. Oh, there's like a million, but... That's fine. But it would be me watching Harry Potter for the first time. Doesn't that sound Maybe entertaining? I think our West Wing audience is the perfect target audience. <laughs> it's perfect. Target audience. Okay. Right, guys. Um, let's, uh, let's sing to let's get sing. started. Yeah. Do. A little high. Okay. Let's. Oh, man. It's too high. I'm not warmed up. Do, 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 do. I'm, I'm literally never warmed up. <laughs> you try to be extra cold. Oh. Oh. So, this episode, should College we TikTok? Kids. Oh, yeah, we yeah. should TikTok. Let's recap what just happened for those of mm -hmm. you who do not remember it by name. It's okay if you don't. There's no shame in the game. <laughs> okay. Things that are happening in this one. Okay, well, Sharif, the whole Sharif thing is coming to a head because uh, Kumar is supposedly going to accuse Israel and it's going to be this whole big thing. And mm -hmm. President Bartlett is sort of just getting ready. They're bringing in a lawyer who happens to be Leo's love boo. interest. Yeah, hey. his bae. <laughs> his wannabe boo, I should say. She's not what? yet the boo. I, I um, know, it's not boo anymore, it's bae. Oh, sorry. <laughs> old school. So that's happening in one in one storyline. Also, gosh, there's a lot happening. Toby and Josh are trying to get Toby and Josh and Donna are back in the office. Hooray! And they are trying to get college education to be 100% tax deductible. I'm all for which it. Which is fun. Mm -hmm. And also, President Barlett's gearing up to speak at the. Or, oh, and we're dealing with just in general. We're dealing with the fallout from the pipe bombs. We're trying to find who has done it mm -hmm. and bring them to justice. And also, President Barlett's going to go speak at the memorial for them. And yep. gosh, what else is going on? Debbie Fitter. Um, Debbie is back. Yep. Yeah, she's back. She's doing her security paperwork and causing some drama. <laughs> Oh, Debbie. And, oh, and Stackhouse, there is a court decision that will allow Stackhouse to uh, to <laughs> participate in the debate, which is not good for 
for us. Is this the same? Is this the same stack house that likes to filibuster? I, you know what? I meant to actually look that up beforehand, but I imagine that it is. Don't they also use the stack house? I feel like stack house is like a stock name in any sort of political TV show or movie. I think, let's see. Yeah, it's the same. It's supposedly the same one. It's a great, it's a great name, so. Yeah, during the 2002 presidential election early on, he ran as a third party candidate. Yeah, that's, that's, it's the same one. Cool. Okay, well, uh, I guess that, that hits most of the things. Uh, other than that, yeah, there's so. a rock the vote at the House of Blues in Massachusetts <laughs> and Amy Gardner shows up and it's terrible. Oh, God. So there you go. Uh, what did what did you think about this episode in general, Sally? I like this episode. I it's I really like obviously I really liked Twenty Hours in America, so it's hard to follow this up. And I really like where this episode goes, <laughs> or the next episodes, I should say. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of a filler that's not as great as its surroundings. If that mm, makes it's sense, it's like the Kid Brother. I think it's the opposite. I feel entirely yeah. the opposite. Yeah, I because I I like the opening of the series, but I I like College Kids. That sounds weird. I like this episode, <laughs> air quotes, College okay. Kids, a lot more than I like Twenty I, Hours in America. My other thing with this one is kind of odd. Is that like we always talk about how the best part of the West Wing is. That is when it mixes the comedy and the drama in equal measure Mm -hmm. and it mixes it well. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, this episode, there is a little bit of comedy. I mean, there's a good bit of comedy. But for Mm -hmm. whatever reason, it didn't, the two parts did not mesh well for me. I felt like a disconnect. Like, there was a lot, a lot of, like, them making jokes in actual, real, serious situations. Well. Which normally it's like, oh, here's a serious situation. And then, oh, we're going to walk down the hall after that and make a joke or on yeah. the way to it. And, like, there was just something about it that didn't mesh well for me. It felt like a darker episode, even though, not lighting-wise, but, like, mood-wise. <laughs> it felt a little darker, even Turn though this on. is not nearly the most dramatic stuff we've dealt with. It was just something about the tone felt hmm. not as fun to me. So it just, there was just something going on that didn't quite click for me, I think. Well, I... don't know why I can't put my finger on it other than that, though. We don't really have that much uh, in terms of dramatic content. I mean, obviously, the stakes are high with what they're dealing with, with Sharif and all of that. But it's not a very dramatic episode. It's definitely more lighthearted. No, I agree. And that's what I mean. Like, it felt like the mood didn't match the drama. Like, it felt like people, like, serious things were happening. But, like what was happening didn't quite weigh it down enough for me. I don't know. I wonder if it was a different director. Or do you think it was the writing? I agree with you on the beginning. I agree with you when um, Bartlett is in the Situation Room and he's being, like, super ambivalent, talking about, like, forming a street gang and needing to learn dance moves and have nicknames and, you know, Mm -hmm. that that felt weird. I mean, it was kind of funny, but in, like, a, yeah, like a dark comedy sort of way. Um, right. Leo, Leo has to tell him to hunker down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that scene felt odd, but it the rest of it. Weird. Yeah. Although I will say, I think that by the end of the episode, so Barlett's like ready to get a lawyer. He's pretty much ready. He's pretty much facing or, or bracing himself to face the consequences. Mm-hmm. In, in my opinion, like he's sort of like, all right, we did it. At, at the end, he even tells, I, I cannot remember the lawyer's name. Oh, and... uh, Jordan. Jordan, that's it. Okay. Yes, Joanna Gleason. He even tells Jordan 
You know, I want justice. That's why I called a lawyer. And honestly, to me, it feels like that's what he's wanted all along. Like he was yeah. like, when it happened, he was so conflicted about it happening. He was like, this isn't how it should go down, blah, blah, blah. That it really truly does feel like he's just sort of wanted this to happen the whole time. Like he, the whole time he's just sort of wanted to get caught despite the ramifications, well, but that he feels like it's morally correct to get it caught. Is, well, obviously honesty is a big value for him. Uh, but yeah. also he just got through this whole big MS cover up. So I feel like it's even more of a value. Thinking, yeah. Honesty is really huge. Yeah. It's like, Oh, here's another thing we can't tell you about. That's way yeah. worse. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. maybe not. You know, uh, he was doing bad. it in the best interest of the country. Yeah, yeah. So I think that is reflected in the beginning, where he's sort of just like, "Well, whatever, we did it. Let's just, we did it." You know, like who cares? Mm-hmm. But it still was an awkward scene. I, I yeah, I yeah. That. It's kind of strange. Uh, what are some other things that we did like about this episode? Some favorite things. Um. <laughs> want to start, well, what or some not favorite like? things. Should we get the Amy Gardner out of the way? <laughs> oh, let's. Well, no, let's do some favorite things first. Let's not. Okay. I don't want to like do negative. Don't start out with the haterade. Um, okay, that's cool. I really loved as soon as Toby appeared. I was sort of like Toby. I forgot about you because I was so invested <laughs> in all the other things. Like that's the thing about an ensemble cast is that sometimes I forget about other people until I, like, see them. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. he's here, too. And he wasn't there until, um, like, halfway through because they were given, what, yeah, four hours it, off? It, it <laughs> takes a while, yeah. Yeah, four hours off. Um, so I I have mixed feelings about the Toby and Josh. I have mixed feelings about the entire, like, let's make t- college tax deductible because it seems so similar to, like, what we were talking about the last, the end of the last episode where it's so, like, idealistic and romanticized and, like, Blah, blah, blah. It's like, look, make college free. Like, that's fine. I mean, that's not what they're doing. But, but that being said, and somebody does call him out on that. I can't remember who, but somebody at some point later does say, you know, what if they'd sat down next to somebody who had a problem with social security, like, or something like that. They say like, oh, it's great, but it all happened because of this guy at the bar. And so that, I I feel the pain in that part of the storyline, but all of that said, I love what it brings out in Toby and Josh. I love mm. them and Sam and everybody that gets on board. I, I love them like rallying behind this idea and like wanting to do something that feels like right and good and mm. all this stuff. And so that the entire part of that, I just, I just love, I love it, when Toby and Josh tell each other about it. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely yeah. a different dynamic to see them collaborating, especially Toby where he's really, uh, yeah. working with them in earnest. I mean, they're always working together, but he's, Toby's so often the antagonist, about, antagonistic yeah. one. And so they're really like trying to just piece it together. Uh, yeah. Well, just, I mean, Richard Schiff's face with the whole time Josh is telling him about this, mm-hmm. you know, this article he read and Richard Schiffer, Richard, man, Sh- Richard, Richard Schiff's face <laughs> in that scene where he's just like grinning at him, like a, a proud dad. I don't know. He's just grinning at him. Like he's got this secret, yeah. And it is just, it's perfect. I love that whole, yeah, I love that whole exchange. And I love that Josh is waiting. At first, Josh it said, like, I have to talk to you. And Toby's like, I have to talk to you. And I love this line Josh said, I'm perfectly fine waiting. I have the patience of an adult. But then he then he goes on to tell him first, because clearly he doesn't have the patience of an adult. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. so great. That was really great. 
Speaking of of Josh, though, there is, and Melissa, our friend Melissa wrote in to us about this, and so I was looking out for it. Um, Melissa was talking about when Donna first comes into the office, she asks, or what name? Now I can't remember. She asks him if he slept okay. Yeah. And, and she says it in just sort of like a, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and, like and she Melissa, asked him in, in her kitchen or Melissa something. Melissa wrote in and was like, am I crazy? Am I imagining this? Not crazy. But it was kind of an odd delivery and and like a, pa- a de- very deliberate pause and like a glance and like a whatever. And then later, CJ asked Josh. <gasps> yeah, you're right. CJ said, asked Josh, how did he sleep? And or, or did you sleep okay? And Josh says something like, I did something better. And she's like, all right, well, just keep that to yourself. That is so true. Wow. Right. Way to so point that out, ladies. like, I don't think anything actually happened because we would have known about it, but it was a very odd coincidence, I guess. Mm. I don't know. It's just a little weird. It's a little yeah. weird. Interesting. Oh, I can't wait yeah. to someday get Brad Whitford on here and ask him <laughs> all the things. <sighs> yeah. I'm going to have to really keep that together. So, that's interesting. Um, also, I, at first, when Donna had to list off that crazy long list of uh, band names of who's playing at Rock (laughs) the Vote. I thought that was what she was referencing in our interview with her, but I think that's in the episode with Yo-Yo Ma, because she mentioned that Rob Lowe came in at the end of it, but... Um, so I don't think it's this one, but I man, clearly Donna has to remember long lists of bands yes, all the time. She and she's really does. good at it. She's also really good at knowing a lot about football. So it's really confusing. Yeah, really. I, I figured you would appreciate that, but I Yeah. I I can't believe that Josh just like up and walks away from her as she's like talking all knowledgeable yeah. about football and then he like sees Amy Gardner across a crowded he house of blues. He not even say anything. He straight up just yeah. leaves her in the middle of her sentence. It was like a trance. Like what? Oh. Ugh. Boo. Okay, so let's just get that out of the way. So Amy's That was my very mature response to Amy Gardner. <laughs> Clearly. I mean, it's reasonable. So she's going to start working with Stackhouse. And Stackhouse is trying to get into the debate. And this is reason number 832 why he can't date Amy Gardner. Stop trying. Yes. Yes. And the only thing that I like about this is that Josh, Josh finally, because normally she's like doing this stuff and it's like, why are you doing this stuff? And Josh is like mad at her about this too. So like, because the thing I don't like is that she will be manipulative or she uses him sometimes for different things that there's definitely something odd about their relationship. And it, it only bugs me when Josh is like blind to it He's and so like blind. just keeps dating her anyway, you yeah. know? So when, so when she's doing that and he's not still in his trance, then I'm okay with it because like, that's just her character and her character flaw. But that being said, I can't remember what happens with that storyline, so we'll see if I get mad about it again later. <laughs> That's enough for today, but yeah. No promises, it's everyone. Just, yeah. Um, you know who else I really liked in this episode? I mean, I like him in general. I, I like Bruno. I like what he brings. I like his cadence. You know, he's just, yes. he's charming, I think. Some people probably <laughs> don't like him for the same quality, but I think he's... I just like when he's in any episode, pretty much. I like when he's talking about uh, Title IX with CJ, and he's yeah. like, I'm indifferent. I have to be. I have only so much RAM. Like, And that's what highly yeah. successful people do. They just minimize the number of decisions they make, and he has all these mm-hmm. like random one-liners throughout the episode, which I think are wonderful. I think 
I like him a lot in this episode, and I think the reason for that, this is this is what's strange. I think the reason for it is that he's starting to sort of morph more into our people. Like, yeah, he's more on our team. I, yeah, he's more on our team, and he's becoming more like our other favorite characters, especially mm-hmm. in the sense that I think that he is a little bit humbler now, and I think he's a little more like, I mean, a little less like aggressive. Like the whole. He's arguing the whole time about the Stackhouse thing. He's saying, like, are we keeping an eye on this? Is anybody watching this? Like, I don't think this is good. Da, 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 da. But he's doing it in a way that's not as not as out there and not as in your face as, like, Bruno was when he was first introduced, if that makes sense. And I think that works yeah. well for him. Yeah, and, and he, he's more admiring of... Bartlett too because remember when he yeah. hears Bartlett speak and he's like in all my years of professional politics I've never <sighs> seen anything like that yes. you know so like he's yeah. said you'd he's catching proud. up mm-hmm. yeah and and I think that I'm more endeared to him this version of him where he's a little more like agreeable and easy to get a, I mean yeah he feels like he's on our team now it feels like he doesn't feel as combative as he used to feel. Even when he's disagreeing or bringing up a different point of view, he's doing so in, like, a kinder way. <laughs> hmm Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. I like him a lot more. I love the, the Ram line. I, I feel like that a lot. Um, he also has the line about they're not happy that this this judge ruled in favor of... Sullivan. Of, um, yeah, of Sullivan, and he is saying... Everybody keeps commenting, well, he's a little crazy or something. Or no, everybody keeps saying he's not that crazy. And Bruno's like, I'm not comfortable with the federal judge being even a little bit crazy. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, do you guys, when you're vetting these guys, do you talk to them and meet them? Yeah, do you actually meet with these people? Oh, man, but I tell you what, I I never tire of seeing Martin Sheen knock out an inspirational monologue. Oh, I know. I mean, he just knocks it out of the park. Bruno saying that. It, fantastic. And... That he was just going to, like, I love especially that he was just going to, like, think of it on the fly. And he did. Mm -hmm. And just, this is so, like, English nerd. But, like, there's so much rhetoric in that. There's, like, repetition. There's Mm -hmm. alliteration. There's literally, like, every device for rhetoric is in that, like, 30-second little sound bite. Yeah. Not nearly enough. I love it. Yeah, not nearly, not nearly, nearly, yeah. not oh, nearly oh, enough. And I love that Just Sam gives best. him the line, or not the, the line, tip, but the yeah. yeah, but the um, yeah, the scripture reference right before he walks on Joy stage comes, because right. it just it was like them working together, just passing the baton in like perfect rhythm and harmony with each other. Like, oh hey, yep. here's a good place for you to start that you'll really hook into. You'll find your way from there, and then he does. It was you great. Know? It just showed how in tune they were. Yeah, and. Yeah, it was just, yeah, I loved everything about it. I love that he, I love the before part when they can't quite figure out what to say. I like mm-hmm. to see them, you know, normally they're so well prepared and so calculated. And I kind of liked it, him just being like, uh, I don't know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, it's a tricky, it's, it's a tricky place to be. I mean, like, what do you do? There's been a, <laughs> a, a bombing at a school and you have to go talk about education. Like, how do you not make it look like you're being an opportunist and go this way. And then if you don't say anything, then you're not acknowledging it. Like I just, the, the job that they have to do is incredible. And this show definitely made me appreciate that. So Mm -hmm. infinitely much more. Um, 
You know who else I really loved in uh, this yeah. episode? Leo. I, I think he might even be my MVP. Because anytime really? it occurs to me before I, <laughs> before we get to the very last minute <laughs> is a good sign. Yeah, he's just, uh, he's very, he's so smooth. And, we, and he, obviously he's doing a lot of business. He's bringing in Jordan and all that stuff. But I just feel like he adds so much to this episode. Such a nice, like, flavor uh, that yeah. we don't often get to see. You know, he's trying to kind of like, you know, show off for Jordan. And uh, yeah. he's also trying to keep Bartlett in line and get things done. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think he was kind of a an unsung that hero. It's very interesting because <laughs> you hated I, did not, I, I didn't hate him, but I didn't love him in this episode. There was something about it that just felt like a little bit... It, not icky, smarmy to me. Like, he was too schmoozy. I love genuinely. Like, what I love about Leo is his genuineness. Like, those moments, the, oh, the guy in the hole moment, the, where you get through that tough exterior, not tough exterior, but you get through his, like, you know, all business kind of vibe, and you get those genuine moments. And this, yeah. to me, felt more like, because we've talked before about when you also get to see him being, like, purposefully manipulative and I don't think he was being manipulative but like no. throwing the things up on the screen and like planning things out beforehand and he's being trying to impress her he's yeah, flirting he's flirting just, in like, like a business way to like he's impressive <laughs> enough on his own I just it just felt a little ugh, like Leo come on just be you dude I just so, enjoyed it just, I enjoyed like seeing a, a different like side a to tinge. him not like a ton. It wasn't enough to be like, oh, Leo. It was just like, eh, I don't love that. There's so many like little couplets of lines that I like. I don't think it's enough to put a bunch of them together or anything. But, you know, he's talking about. Specifically of Leo's? Yeah, of Leo's where he's talking okay. about, you know, what he wants for lunch. And he says something like. No, I don't like He that. puts something in it that makes you crave it beyond what's usually reasonable for something like that. And I just think there's yeah. so many like really. I think that's a good example, too, though, of that one and when President Bartlett's in the Situation Room at first, of when they're sort of making jokes that just feel out of place to me. That, like, normally, that, like, the writing is good, the joke is good, and would, if it were in another scene, I'd be okay another with it. Like, episode. President, <laughs> yeah, Parla President Bartlett's jokes about the street gang, hilarious. That, it's so funny. Yeah. But it's when it was delivered and, like, how it fell that just didn't sit right. And because I was even, you know, like I normally write down like, oh, this was funny. I write down the funny lines so we can talk about them. But even like reading them back, I'm like, yeah, it was funny. But like everything around it felt weird. So I, you know, uh, I don't know. I feel and like it makes them more human things. though. You know, like I feel like. Maybe so. It humanizes them in a, in a, in a big way. Yeah, the only thing I don't get is, um, I get, I mean, because <laughs> I wrote down in my notes, oh, Leo's, like, listing all of her accomplishments, and really he's doing that for us, because I guess he's trying to explain why they brought her in, which, that's great that she's an expert in international law and everything, but really, we wouldn't go to the White House Council for this? Hmm. Uh, I don't... <laughs> we have, like, a whole team of I didn't of even the really think about that. that. We have chosen. <laughs> so, yeah, where's Ainsley Hayes yeah, when you she's, need her? She's an, uh, yeah, she's an international law expert, but is she an expert? Like, you have to be an expert on how to protect the White House, and, like, specifically... Yeah. It's good that she'll know how it'll affect international law, even though at the end well, it's but pretty they... much a moot point, because she says those don't exist yet. <laughs> yeah, I would love to be an expert in something that mostly know. doesn't exist yet. <laughs> exist yet. Yeah. 
seriously. Um, no, but I think they we'll can't. We'll call you go- when we need you. Thank you. Um, they can't go to the White House Counsel's Office because then more people know about it. I think that's why they had to bring somebody in that would yeah, give them attorney-client privilege. Counsel. I know, but they're part of the machine, and the machine has... I, you yeah, know, I don't know. I feel like there would be subpoenas the next day. I mean, they told me about the admit. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. If well, you can't trust good. the White House counsel, then they shouldn't be doing what they're doing. Well, it was an ethical gray area, and there are tough decisions in the White House, and that's that. What else do you got? Um, bare naked ladies. Yeah, bare naked ladies <laughs> um, in there. Uh, CJ talking at the concert felt pretty preachy. Not preachy. I'm going to vote anyway. You don't have to preach at me. Well, also, is everybody registered? You're probably going to vote. This is a, a brief PSA. If you're listening to this in real time, y'all need to register <laughs> to vote. Get out the yeah. vote. Go register. Yeah. You didn't like CJ doing that? No, 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 I didn't mind it. It just was funny because it was like, I'm pretty sure the people watching The West Wing are already going to go. Like, <laughs> like she's yelling to this crowd who probably all also are ready to vote or registered to vote also. You know what I mean? You so think bare like, naked huh, ladies okay. fans are all pre-registered to vote? Really? Well, they're, well, they're rock, it's the rock the vote benefit. I, that's what I was thinking of it. It's all these like young political people, not <laughs> political people. Maybe they're just I, I bare naked people, ladies fans. <laughs> I, yeah, Just kidding, so. that's a joke in itself. Um, but they had on Rock the Vote t-shirts, I don't know. I know. Uh, shout out to I all the guess. 90s baby tees out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's this one scene where Josh and CJ have a walk and talk, and about halfway through, it seems pretty obvious that the audio from CJ is through her boom mic and Josh's is ADR, which kind of bothered me, but you know what, it happens. When When was that? It's about halfway through the episode, she's walking towards her okay. office, and huh. you can tell, like, the, the room tone, this is really nerdy, the room tone is different, so okay. the last That's line that Josh has is through the boom and everything else, I think, was overdubbed. A little Easter egg. Um, we can talk about Debbie really fast. Yeah. I don't have much to say about it. I thought it was kind <laughs> of an odd thing to throw in there. I don't know. It was just like, we've already had the, like, drama of Debbie. I like, know. Like, we've already been, been s- through that, like, she's a wacko and, like, it's whatever. Like, let's just so get going. Long. I did like the yeah. line with Sam, though, where she's like, I, I worked at the White House before. Like, what's, what's, oh, yeah. what's a big deal? And he's like, you have a crash button. It's the button you press when someone's trying to take the oval. This isn't your last job. Yeah, and you're like, oh, no, 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 Sam. It's not. Thank yeah, you. so, I mean, I, I felt kind of indifferent about her whole thing because of that. Because it felt like, it okay, felt like, we get it. She's, you know, she's combative. She disagrees. She's not afraid to voice her opinion. Fine. Let's, like, bring her in already. Come on. Yeah. I don't know. So. Maybe maybe they just really thought people loved Mrs. Landingham so much that we'd be resistant to Debbie. Or maybe they thought Debbie was just so maybe. weird that they really had to, like give the stamp of approval three times or however many, but yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> Charlie had to yell yeah. at her. It's kind of awkward of, of a role reversal, but that's cool. Um, oh, we have just tiny mentioned. We have the standoff developing with the suspects of the pipe bombing. Yeah. Is that true? So that is interesting. And agent Casper's back who I love. Yes, I agree. Clark's so that was fun. Yeah. Clark Gregg Shout is out. great. Um, also, a nice little mention for Fitz. 
It's just so strange. Like you said, these like random one-liners in these uh, awkward situations. So at the very end, when they're talking about this drug bust with the people that they think were the KSU bombers, uh, yep. things are about to get crazy. And Fitz is like, all right, you guys getting strippers or something? Like he just... Yeah. He just, and he like you're it, in the Oval Office. Like we're going well, to ask if you're getting strippers in the Oval Office. I, that's, I mean, that's again. So that's like three examples for me of just when the comedy just did not match the... See, I don't know. But I liked just, how Fitz it played it odd. really. I like that he doesn't make it to do out of things like that. Like he'll oh, be yeah. funny His and just not a bad eyelash. Like he's just super yes. dry. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. It just felt out of place. I mean, because it's the same with President Bartlett's in the beginning again. Like there's nothing wrong with his delivery. It was just, it was just all a little odd. I don't know. Well, uh, so. in ascending order of age, can you name your nominees for uh, MVP <laughs> of this episode? yeah um i can i i thought about charlie for a minute and he's the youngest so i like when he kind of goes off on debbie i know i nobody really wanted so i'm just reaching for straws here um (laughs) charlie i thought about for a second and then i think this is kind of random but i i because again nobody really wanted so i'm just kind of reaching at something i really like that bartlett has that super strong sense of justice and I like that the whole time he's just ready to take on this problem and deal with it. And so I'm going to say President Bartlett. And that speech delivery, perfect. Yeah, it so was good. It was that's great. my vote. Okay, yeah. mine goes to Leo. Um, all right, well, <laughs> there you go. College kids in the can. Um, yeah, that sounds strange. There's really no way to make college kids sound like nope. a title when you're nope. speaking. Uh, if There's you have not. thoughts or feelings on this, you can email them to us. We will read your thoughts and feelings. Uh, our email is thewestwingpodcast.gmail.com. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Pod. And the next episode is The Red Mass. All right. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> See you later. Bye, guys.